This is a GRDC podcast. Claying is a technique that's proven successful on non-wetting soils, providing long-term amelioration of up to 15 years or more without having to repeat the process. And by addressing the non-wetting issue, farmers have seen an increase in crop yields anywhere from 20 to 100%. But the high cost and potential risks associated with the practice have limited its wider adoption. That's why GRDC, along with Stirlings to Coast Farmers, is investing in trials aimed at improving claying efficiency, irrespective of soil type. Hello, I'm Sally Maguire. To find out more about these trials, I spoke with Dan Fay from Stirlings to Coast Farmers, as well as grower Ben Webb. First up, Dan explains more about this investment and why it was needed. This investment is looking at increasing the effectiveness of clay within the Albany port zone. And this investment is necessary because claying is a practice that has been used for a long time, but there hasn't been a whole lot of measurement taken around claying. It's seen as something that can be done on farm quite easily, although it is quite expensive, where you can just dig up clay in the corner of a paddock and spread it over the top of some pretty low productivity soil. And by incorporating that, you can increase the productivity of your land. However, where this has been done in the past, and it has been done quite extensively, particularly on sand plains and deep sandy duplexes, there's been no real measurements taken as to what clay rates work, what's the most effective way of incorporating the clay and how you can get the most out of your product from a productivity standpoint from what you're putting in. So it's all been pretty ad hoc up until now. And what this project is looking at on a farm scale is how you can increase that productivity and increase the effectiveness of your claying. And that's both trying to get the most out of what you're putting on and trying to do it in the most efficient manner possible. So if you're talking about just trying to increase yield, this is looking at what is the best rates you can use that are going to be the most cost-effective way of increasing yield in the paddock. Because what we've found generally is that there's been a lot of overclaying done in the past, which has been quite wasteful and quite expensive. A lot of this has been through machinery limitations, but this process has been done for 10 to 15 years and it's been refined over time. There's definitely a way in which it can be done a lot more effectively than what has previously been done before. Can you talk a little bit specifically about the forest gravel soils in comparison to the sandy soils that it's been done on before and what you've been trialling on these forest gravel soils? Yes. So claying has traditionally been done on sandy soils or deep sandy duplexes. And this is because that soil has a very, very low clay content. So by digging up clay from the subsurface and applying it to the topsoil and then mixing it through, what you're essentially doing is taking a soil that has a clay percentage of, say, 0.8% and lifting it up to 5%. And that there is helping with your plant establishment. And that's worked really well on sandy soils because they're quite easy to work through and there tends to be no other soil constraints besides the lack of clay in the topsoil and compaction that need to be overcome. But what this project is looking at is can this idea that's been so effective in sandy soils, can it be utilised in forest gravels? 
Forest gravels have a whole lot of different issues. If you think about it, there's obviously a lot of gravel in the soil. So the sand particles in between have obviously been diluted by the gravel. So where on sandy soils you've been able to use really high clay rates and that there's been able to lift the clay percentage of the topsoil up, on forest gravels you have to use much smaller clay rates because there's physically less soil within the top 10 to 15 centimetres as there is in sand because there's all that gravel to mix through too. On top of this, gravel also has its own issues with nutrient acquisition and water repellents. So it has never been really known whether claying A would be cost effective because they've never been able to get the rates low enough with the machinery that they've been using in the past down to something that wouldn't be absolutely overclaimed. And you've never been able to justify, I guess, the high expense of claying when artificial amendments such as wetting agents have worked fairly effectively in gravel soils. But what this project is looking at, now that the machinery has been refined, can we take these techniques and just adjust them from the sand plains and utilise them in these forest gravels at much lower rates so we can bring those topsoil clay percentages from around about 3% where they tend to sit in forest gravels up around that 6% mark, which will hopefully alleviate non-wetting permanently instead of having to continually use wetting agents, which have their own costs associated with them and are not 100% effective in each property. Like There's a lot of different elements to forest gravel soils that tend to make them non-wetting. A lot of it is because it's traditionally been pasture country or has come out of tree blocks. So there's a lot of organic material that has water repellent particles to it that is present in the soil at a much higher rate than there is in sands. So being able to alleviate non-wetting through claying could be possible in these soils, but there's just no real evidence as to what's the most effective way of doing it and whether it'll actually work on scale. So that's what this project is trying to establish. So this is the second year of this trial. Can you take us through the methodology of what you're doing at the trial site this year? So at the trial site this year, we are applying three different rates of clay, a rate around 70 tonne a hectare, a rate around 100 tonne a hectare and a rate of 200 tonne a hectare. And they're all being incorporated with a speed tilling machine, which is incorporating it to a depth of around 13 centimetres. It can be a little bit variable depending on the strength of the soil and how much gravel is in any particular part, but essentially it's working it into, so the clay incorporation zone is working down to 13 centimetres. And what we're doing is applying the varying clay rates in strips next to each other with solely incorporated zones and completely unincorporated zones that have been left with no clay. So essentially you have two controls. You have an incorporated control and a nil control where the paddock is just as it was. And the purpose of this is so you can separate out any impact the incorporation has versus the clay. Because incorporating topsoil and mixing topsoil with forest gravels can effectively lift yields, but this is only a short-term solution. So you do get a mixing effect, which is kind of bringing up a bit of soil from underneath that maybe has 
a little less repellence to it and kind of mixing it through and also softening up the seed bed. So you do tend to get a one to two year effect from incorporation, but claying is a 20, 25 year plus effective amelioration technique if done right. So the purpose of the incorporated control is to be able to separate out what can be contributed if there is a yield improvement, I should say, what can be contributed to the clay versus what can be contributed to the incorporation. Each of the three clay rates have been incorporated the same and the starting clay percentage of the topsoil of that 13 centimetres it's getting incorporated to was around 3.5%. So by the time you add 75 tonne a hectare of clay, you're lifting that to around 5%. And then 100 tonne is around 5.5% and 200 tonne is up over 6%. So what you want to try to determine here or what we're trying to determine here is what clay rates are most effective on these forest gravel soils. It is thought and all the research that has been done by DPIRD in the past shows that if there is a higher organic matter content within the soil, you need to adjust your clay rates above that 5% threshold that on sand plains is very, very critical to alleviate non-wetting. So in these forest gravel soils, it is thought that maybe you need to get your clay rate a bit higher because there is so much organic matter in there, which is essentially coating the soil particles and making it non-repellent, which is what is affecting crop production on these soils. And so I understand what you're saying, that claying is a bit of a long-term investment, but can you speak a little bit about some of the results that you're seeing so far, or I guess maybe what you're hoping the trials will prove? In the first year of this trial, on the same property but on a different paddock, a rate of around 400 tonne a hectare of clay was applied, which is a rate that's not unusual in deep sandy duplexes, but was definitely too high for these forest gravel soils. But that was limited by the machinery that was used. So because they were using essentially roadworking machinery, which is very popular on those sand plains because you can spread a lot of clay effectively and quickly, that doesn't work as well in these forest gravel soils. But because that was used, it was put on at a pretty heavy rate. And what we were looking at was what's the most effective method of incorporation. So instead of varying the clay rates, we were varying the incorporation methods. And where a plaza plough was used to incorporate that clay quite deep into the soil, so around 30 centimetres, there was a pretty big yield improvement of about a tonne and a half compared to the nil control and around about a tonne compared to the plaza method by itself. But because this trial was looking at incorporation method rather than clay rate, I guess it wasn't set up to try compare these incorporation methods with and without clay and trying to look at that incorporation effect. So although we think this is effective and it's been a, a pretty good indication because each of the clay treatments, irrespective of their incorporation method, outperformed barley yield production, outperformed the nil controls without being able to look at them with that incorporation separated from the clay. So without being able to look at, well, we've incorporated this with a plaza plough, how does a plaza plough just go by itself or we've incorporated this with a speed tiller, 
housing speed to a affect yield by itself. Without being able to look at that from last year, we only really have an indication that claying works well in gravel soils. So this year we're refining that and we're hoping to see a yield improvement of around about that half a tonne mark in canola, I think would be effective. The paddock that the trial currently sits in has a fairly long history of non-wetting and previous amelioration techniques haven't worked very well there. So it's a very low productivity paddock and the host farmer Ben is trying claying almost as a, a method of last resort where everything else he has used hasn't been super effective. So he's hoping to get a more permanent yield improvement out of this. Ben Webb is the host grower. His property is halfway between Cojanup and Boyup Brook in the high rainfall zone of Western Australia. I caught up with Ben in the paddock to talk about the results from last year's trial and what's being done this season. So last year we had a scraper came in and did some scraping with about eight hectares, I think. We dug that clay out from the front of the dam as well, but the problem with that was getting it to run out evenly and it left the clay very lumpy and it was a job in itself levelling it out afterwards. So hopefully this way the spreader does a beautiful job in the finish and we'll just have to mix it in lightly because we're trying to get the clay from roughly 3.5% up to sort of 6-ish, somewhere around there. We've got a few strips here we're going to do this year of some different rates to see how it goes. And so I understand, Ben, initial indications are that claying helps and yields were up. Yeah, they were pretty pleasing. That was, again, some pretty poor gravel. We were getting a good response from just the mixing as well, but no, the clay definitely helps. Soil looks better and crops germinate better and it's just sort of nice. I suppose when we're looking at the yield maps, if we can get the poor areas of the paddock performing as well as the better areas of the paddock, we'll bring this gravel up to scratch sort of thing and then just have the paddocks a lot more even, hopefully. That was grower Ben Webb talking about the claying trials on his property near Cojanup in Western Australia. Just returning now to my interview with Dan Fay from Stirlings to Coast Farmers for the final word on this investment, which runs until 2025. So the trials are only really making up one component of this investment. And the other component is a series of workshops that will be running later this year. And with the data that we're getting out of the trials and these workshops, the key messages we're hoping to deliver through this investment is that Claying can be really effective and really good for productivity if done right, but you really need to be able to know what you're looking at and being able to assess your own situation on your properties, and that's what these workshops will hopefully drive. So we'll be getting in experts from the Department of Ag to talk to growers about how to assess their clay on their farm, what to look for when looking at their clay tests. So when you send a clay sample away to get tested and you get your results back, they can be pretty confusing because you get a list of a whole lot of minerals or nutrients that are in there, and then you get things that are, say, like your cation exchange capacity and all these different elements that will affect how effective the clay is. And I think most people would understand if I'm to apply clay, I don't want it to have too much salt or I don't want it to have too low a pH or too high a pH, but everything needs to be kept in a balance. And that's what these workshops would go through. So they'll help farmers identify what is potentially good clay and what is potentially harmful. And then we'll also be looking at what sort of rates and what is the best way to incorporate clay in different farming systems and on different soil types to try drive that productivity at the most efficient manner possible. 
And that's where the trial will really feed into this as well. So the two trial sites we have running are looking at different clay application methods and different clay rates over both the forest gravels at Scottsbrook. And there's a site at Cochinier up south on sandy duplexy soils. And they're both essentially trying to deliver the same thing for farmers within those areas or on those soil types. We're just trying to deliver information that can help farmers make decisions around how to best apply clay and ameliorate their soils through claying on their own properties. So we're trying to cover all bases with this project. That was Dan Fay from Stirlings to Coast Farmers and earlier I spoke with grower Ben Webb. More information about the upcoming workshops can be found in the description box of this podcast or by visiting the website grdc.com.au. I'm Sally Maguire. This has been a GRDC podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>